Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode, well, first of all, Merry Christmas. This is episode 334, The Christmas Chronicles, part two. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And this episode is brought to you by Eyes, Lips, Face Cosmetics and the Dirty Pillows Lip Kit, uh, Elf by Jennifer Coolidge. I didn't know it would look so good, Jennifer Coolidge said. This pout-plumping lip kit created with Jennifer Coolidge makes sure that everything that goes on your mouth is iconic as what comes out of hers. Shout out to Eyes, Lips, Face. Well, shout out to Jennifer Coolidge and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. This episode's recording, releasing maybe for the first time in the history of the show, a day early. This is coming out on Monday morning because Monday morning is Christmas morning. So if you're listening on the main feed... This is the gift to all of you, the sequel to a film that I cannot believe how little I remember from the first movie. Zero. Absolutely zero. The only thing I remembered, and I'll introduce our guest in a second, the only thing I remembered is when Santa called her Katie Cat. I was like, I remember Katie Cat. But like, I didn't remember that. The the older brother, who's barely in this movie, also has a nickname, could not for the... If you're like, hey, I will give you $10 million right now for the older brother's like character name or nickname? Don't know. Don't know. Zero. Nope. But, like, we did the first one a year ago, and I remember almost none of it. But with us today, we we, we made him swear a blood oath last year to come back for this movie. <laughs> he is here to talk about The Christmas Chronicles Part 2, streaming on Netflix, Dr. Chris Podcast. Hello, Chris. Hello, hello. I wrote down the three things that I remembered from this movie. Uh, we, from this movie or from the first uh, movie? Sorry, from the first movie. Okay. Uh, we did, what were the three things you remember? We did not discuss this in advance. We did not know that we would all get like Men in Black neuralizer about this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. I have zero memory of that movie. Things okay. that I remembered, or at least remembered saying in the podcast was, mm-hmm. I remember him getting chased by the cops. I think that was like an action sequence. Oh, yes, yes. I remember I think that Tyrese now. was a cop. Was no, Tyrese, Tyrese was not in the first movie. Not at all? Tyrese was a cop in Morbius, or a detective in Morbius. Fuck! Okay, cool. Two okay, so I, I just, like, confused. piece it together. Okay, yes. <laughs> Morbius is the Christmas vampire movie. Keep going. I remember assuming the kids would be, like, disgusting shit boys, and they weren't, and that was, like, mm-hmm. pleasantly surprising. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, not enough Goldie Hawn. What? Where? If we're gonna if we're gonna stunt cast, uh, oh yeah, Hollywood didn't we just couple? bring her in for like the last the last scene? Nick she Fury. was like in just like the last scene. Yes, I remember you talking about that. And now that you bring it up, yes. I will say right now, still not enough Goldie Hawn. I mean, too much At least of everything not for her to do. I think if if you could describe this movie in two words, it is too much. So Kate Pierce, now a cynical teen, is unexpectedly reunited with Santa Claus when a mysterious troublemaker threatens to cancel Christmas forever. So Clay Cadis, who directed the first movie, was unavailable to direct the sequel. So instead, they Damn. got Christopher Columbus, a.k.a. Chris Columbus, who directed the first two Home Alones, the first two Harry Potters, and produced the first film. And they're like, you know Christmas movies, you can do this. And so he's like, you got it. So he also wrote the movie, which he also wrote Gremlins and Goonies. He also was co-written by Matt Lieberman, who Joe, important to us, wrote the movie Scoob with Zac Efron. Oh, I thought you were going to say Craig Lieberman's brother. No, I have no idea. Maybe. I don't know. Shot by Don Burgess, who shot Forrest Gump and Spider-Man and Aquaman. 65 Insane. on Rotten Tomatoes, 44 on 44 for the audience, 51 Metacritic. While it's missing some of the magic of the original, The Christmas Chronicles 2 serves up a sweet second helping of holiday cheer that makes the most of its, marvel- of its marvelously matched leads. Sure. That sounds like the movie, yeah. Do you remember, I forgot this, Stephen Van Zandt, Little Stephen, had a cameo in the first movie. He was in a jail scene in that movie. There was like a whole- Stevie like, Van Zandt? Mm-hmm. In the no, first I one, don't was like a that. band. I remember now reading this thing that I read three days ago. I already forgot. Uh, he wrote the song The Spirit of Christmas for this film, which I think is the song they perform in the airport in 1990. Um, Jola the Yule Cat- 
who is a character, an animated character in this movie, takes inspiration from Icelandic folklore. In Iceland, there are 13 Santas called the Yule Lads, sweet, who used to be a mischievous bunch. But in the present day, they give gifts to children in the 13 days leading up to Christmas. Their mother is still an evil folklore character who kidnaps badly behaved children and eats them. The Yule Cat is hers and eats children who don't get new clothes for Christmas. However, he is different in appearance than the Jola in this film. The Icelandic name for Yule Cat is Yolakutrin. I think that we should we should bring back more death to Christmas. What do you mean by death to Oh, oh, like more death elements of death. Elements of death and threatening children. I think that children should be fearing for their lives at Christmas. I think that that would be my optimal Christmas. Well, Christmas movies do love dead parents. They love dead parents, yes. Yeah, but I mean, I want to scare the kids. The reason I read that out loud here is because there's no real trivia about this movie one way or the other. Like, Netflix doesn't really do a lot of, like, that kind of, like, behind, like, that kind of stuff. This is just like a, hey, this is a movie to put on on Christmas morning that no one's going to hate or whatever, but. Yeah, exactly. Joe, do you remember anything from the first movie other than Tyrese being in it, which he was (laughs) not? No. I remember that the brother was a shitbag, and when she said, "I I liked you better when you steal cars, I was like, oh, yeah, I think he did, like, commit crimes and Santa, like, uncrimed him. I, I, and I remember them being in, like, maybe a diner at one point, but that's, like, but that was only unlocked watching this. If you, when I went in, I was, like, because, like, the first thing, it's, like, Tyrese is there. I was, like, okay, cool. Tyrese was the cop. He, like, wooed their mom. And I made up this whole backstory that apparently didn't happen. And then I was, like, that's why they're together now. And, like, so, yeah. No, just the guy who's been dating their mom for a while that met off screen. Yeah, because they said 10 months, and I was like, he was there last Christmas. What the fuck kind of math is she doing? But sure. Nope. Um, I didn't love this movie. I didn't hate this movie. I know that Dr. Chris hated this movie. Joe, what did you <laughs> think of The Christmas Chronicles Part 2? I know that I you hate, know. keeping in mind that you hate Christmas. If if I was 12 and smoked a giant bowl of meth, I think I would have really liked this movie. Okay. I'm not 12, and I didn't smoke meth before I watched this movie. Okay. So in that sense, eh, it's whatever. I, I have a similar take. Um, I think for how um, kind, and I'm not going to say kind, because that makes it sound like, sound like it's a bad movie that I just like gave points to for some reason. Um, I thought the first one was a surprising yeah. uh, little Christmas movie with heart. It's never going to go down as like the next classic, but you know, it's certainly a movie that you can watch with your kids on around Christmas. Yeah. This was a movie made for children uh, who were raised on an iPad that had Fortnite on it that their parents gave them to shut up. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I guess that was my meth comment. Is yeah. it like, it's just like so hyper stimulating and no charm. I feel like the difference, and again, I don't have kids. None of us have kids. But I feel like the difference between the first movie and this movie is uh, is that the first one is like, hey, this is a movie that my kids love that I actually don't mind watching. And this one is just like, this is the kind of movie that my kids love that I never want to see again. But like, if your kid latches on to this, like, you oh, I love. on the background. On I loop. love Who Let the Dogs Out in 2020. I want to hear that scene where the elves are, you know, DJing Who Let the Dogs Out. I can see this movie being like very grating. But I think, Chris, you're right. Like the first movie was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Um, I think... In both movies, from what I remember, the first one and this one, like Kurt Russell's really going for it. And I think mm-hmm. he's charming. In Kurt this. Russell's great. I also don't think that what you're saying is like I don't think this movie could ever become grating because I I don't think I'd ever remember enough of this movie for it to become grating. No, but if you had to watch this movie seven times a week for two months, I don't. That's why I have cats. I know, but I'm just saying, it, <laughs> you know. But yes, yeah. I think the the biggest issue with this movie and it becomes evident very very quickly. Um, well, okay, two, two issues. One, there's been like four good child actors in the history of cinema. Um, and the first movie really was kind of um, not well carried, carried by by Kurt, obviously. But the older kid kind of grounded the movie more and I think gave the, the younger sister something to play off of. But now that the younger sister is the older sister to an even younger child, you just had a little too much... Um, Child. Loud, yeah, um, and also someone, probably Chris Columbus, because he's a hack uh, who's never made a good movie that he both wrote and directed. <laughs> um, he can do one or the other. Don't let him do both. He, we we've cranked the minioning up to eleven in this fucking movie. Someone loved those elves and, and were the, the elves minions. in the first movie? Yes, I they weren't oh, that were they? though. But they weren't okay. okay. I remember the elf language, and it. I think I even said like, "Oh, we got some little minions here," but this. 
I had no idea that they could get this minion-y. Holy smokes. They were very minions. You're right. They are very, very minions. So there's there's always the question you have with movies when, like, you're telling a story. It's like, how do we... Like, what's the reason we're telling the story, right? Like, is... Is, like especially for the first movie sequel is a little bit different sometimes but like is somebody new to a group is someone new to an entire area or is there you know like whatever like and i think bringing a new kid in is a smart way to do it right like the old the younger sister is like santa's real i know santa's real but also everything sucks and so to bring in another kid like a fresh kid i think is a smart move but like i don't like the turn from like girl who believes and might be on the verge of not believing to being like I suck and I don't want to be here and I don't want to be on vacation and I hate this guy even though he's good to my mom like that turn like that bratty kid turn is unappealing and I think that a lot of the charm from the first movie what I vaguely remembered and then what we've already talked about here is that she was very likable and to see that same actress in it, the was, same a yeah. it yeah. was a brother and sister it was a brother and sister chemistry. dynamic this they split the siblings well uh, future step siblings or whatever they split them up for most of the movie I know, and that's the thing, like, they, they sideline this kid that, like, I thought would have been fun to have with it, because he's, like, so positive and so cheerful, and they're just like, are right, you're going to help Mrs. Santa Claus take care of Dasher? Just like, okay, and, like, you're going to be, like, an afterthought in every way. It just kind of felt like um, vignettes, it, like a sugar rush, just one thing to the next with no real plot, and I know someone at home was like, well, it's a kid's movie, well, it would have a plot, shut up. There's, like, there are good kid's movies. They exist. Yes. The Turtles movie came out this yes. year, and that movie was a blast, and not just because... Uh, I'm an old man who uh, for two hours got to remember the one time he was happy in his life. Um, like it was a genuinely good movie. This is, is um, this is made to sell toys, uh, uh -huh. which is weird because I, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen any little annoying elf minions in the store or anything like that. There ain't no little, uh, there's no, no bells nickel sitting next to a baby Yoda anywhere though. That's clearly what they're going for. Yeah. It does feel like this was made for toys. But I don't. You're right. I don't think that there's any fucking toys. I think, of this and I, movie. Like, I don't want to just harp on this because this is like the the same criticism that everybody has. But like, I think this is made for Netflix to just have things for people to put on. Like, it's not made to like you don't have to sell tickets. It just like it needs to be content that people be like, I want to watch that. Sure, but you know what else is made for people to just put on on Christmas? The fucking Yule log. And like, why why bother with this when there's something that literally exists for you to ignore and is ambiance as opposed to. It's just screaming children. Speaking of Yule Logs, I just posted this on our X account. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Fast and Furious Twitter posted a – or Fast, Fast and Furious YouTube posted an hour-long Fast and Furious barbecue Yule Log. So if you want a Yule Log Fast and Furious themed, go to the Fast and Furious YouTube page. There's an hour-long – I'm going to force – I'm going to force Rachel's family to watch this, like, while they open presents. It is such a good idea. I, I I'm def I'm just gonna put it on a loop and just see how long it takes them before somebody's like, "Why are you ruining Christmas?" To be like, "This is I thought this is what you wanted." Two years ago, I put on the Home Alone Ulog, which is just a looping gif of Joe Pesci's head being lit on fire by the blowtorch, and it was oh, it was a hit. I like that. It was a hit. I still have to watch the uh, Adult Swim Ulog that like devolves into madness. It's like thirty five minutes long. That came out like a That's year fun. or two ago. Yeah, it's fun. I also wish, for our sake, like, I was, Joe, when I messaged you a couple days ago, I'm like, there is something amazing about this movie. That, the amazing thing is the fact that Did you Tyrese, watch it yet? That, no, oh. well, that Tyrese was in it. That I'm just like, oh, okay, I had no okay. idea. And he's in, like, the first four minutes and the last four minutes, and that's it. And he gets to sing a little bit, which the Fast and Furious does not. You know he wrote in his own fucking, this, this was the master of, of the art of, what did he say? He was the master of the art of, uh improv mm. when he was in uh what were, fuck icons uh, on earth uh yeah icons on earth that was his improvisation but like he kind of whisper sings but also like he's not in the middle like hour 50 this is also a long movie he's not in the middle like hour 50 this movie and like i no. want tyrese yeah i do too tyrese should have been a character in he this. is i am not i wasn't wrong in thinking that he is also in fast and furious right so this is a too yes, fast yeah. too forever twofer he starts in two. He's always in. He's in at least two movies with Kurt Russell. There's like trivia about that on IMDb that I cut out because, obviously, but he's in seven and eight with Kurt Russell. Okay. Um, so this is kind of a reunion for them. If they had a scene together. If they had a scene together, I don't even know. That's what I was gonna say. They're not together no. in this movie at any point. Also, in Fade the Furious, he talks about Black Santa. He talks about Blanta. Like you know, he could have been Black Santa. That would have been cool. But nope, that'd have been really fucking cool. They should have. They should have killed Kurt Russell. And they should have, like, passed on the torch 
to Tyrese. They should have Santa. And then he could have done the, yeah, he could have done the musical number in 1990. No, what would have been sweet, don't kill him, but like when Belsnickel wants to have, like the whole premise of this movie is that Santa can tap into the star of Bethlehem to power the North Pole. And, and and don't forget, if you're annoying enough as an elf, you become a human child. There's like five like mortal, you know, grievous sins that the elves can't commit. If they do all five, they're banished. But they, they can do four or five over and over again, but they can't do all five. <laughs> and Belsnickel does all five and turns into a human, which is the thing he likes the most. And he's the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People. And, and that I could relate. The thing that I dislike the most is human children. Sure. I, I can get to that. And so he wants to start his own because he was like the most prolific elf creator and like made all these toys and like wanted credit. So he wants to make his own sort of North Pole, but in the South Pole and call it Belsnickel's Village. It would have been cool if instead of that, they're like, well, he already started construction here. Tyrese, you can be Black Santa down in the South Pole. And then he and the the son and the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to uh, add on to the pile of, of things bad about this movie and say uh, the villain <laughs> the villain is a huge one. The first movie didn't have a villain. You don't need one. It was just a race against time, if I recall correctly, to save Christmas. And, and like there were and he didn't believe in. Yeah. Saint. And like you, you don't need an enemy, um, especially not one that has this weird. We need to talk about Kevin backstory uh, and ends up looking like he's more dressed for Jan 6th than December 25th. Like this this guy. Horrible actor. One, I know he's. You said he's been in other stuff, but there's no effort here by this guy at all. The child, uh, Bell's the, the, Nicole, the, the like the, the human okay, playing okay. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making him have like supervillain gadgets just kind of pulls you out of any sense of like. I mean, there's like whimsy and wonder, but to have a bad guy that's got these like technological Marvel gadgets uh, that can send people through wormholes. Um, I well, don't there know. Were and time. In the first time one too, travel. if you remember. I remember the the crazy colors of the sky. I don't remember that they were in the first movie, but when they like got pulled in the world, I was like that. I mean, that looks familiar. But like they didn't even he like can, he can he can try he can not time travel, but he can like space jump. Yeah, because he's Santa. Right. That makes that that tracks. But the time travel. Okay, I'm with you though. Yeah. Well, I think I think on that note, like there's not enough. Like Mrs. Claus is kind of cute. To Santa Claus's James Bond. Like, she's got, like, wacky gadget and stuff. She's like, these cookies blow things up. These cookies do this. Whatever. But there's no, like, Mrs. Claus versus Bell. Well, she's like, like food gadget off. She's like, cute. She's like, cute chef. Yeah. Everything's food related. Well, like, there's two people who make, like, gadgets and weird shit. And, like, they don't, like, go head to head. No. And actually, he straight up says, like, uh, actually, what can't, uh, what can always beat technology is real magic. Uh, and then that's the end of that. Just kind of drops that plot point for the most part. Uh, a lot of, I mean, that's kind of the ADD aspect of this movie, too, is that they set up a lot of things and then just drop them immediately. Like when they go to the weird elf uh, Turkish village, um, they're like, well, a, yeah. a ritual uh, to remake the, the Star of Bethlehem is very dangerous. And then 30 seconds later, it, it just happens. It's done. I, so I have like a more higher level phys- philosophical thought. Like, I think that like a lot of the cartoons that we watched as children were like pretty crack driven. Like they feel like very insane, uh-huh. but like they're they're never like this like fast cut no payoff shit like that, right? Or am I just like am I just nostalgizing myself to have a better thing? You know, what do you think? Like Ren and Stimpy is equivocally the same craziness as something like this, but does it feel different? Or am I imagining that it's different? Well, I think there's a difference between something that is considered one of the best of the era and just a thing that exists in another era. Yeah. Like, I think you okay. could, like, like something like Bluey, which everyone, like, if even if you don't have kids, like, you watch Bluey and be like, this is just really well made. Like, this might not be for me, but, like, it's really well made. Like, I think you could compare that to, like, a Red and Simbi. Like, they're not the same for the same audience or the same tone or anything like that or the same art style, but, like, there is... You, I think it's fair to compare, like, the best of an era to the best of an era. But, like, you could just compare this to, like, some shit that was on Nickelodeon in 1990 that wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like, that is just the same kind of thing. Fair. Okay, yeah. yes. I was just, I was just like, am I wrong here to imagine that, like, this, this chaos does not feel like the same chaos or good chaos? I just think yeah. the things that were, that have lasted this long, um, 
in the zeitgeist, like a Home Alone or something like that. Um, they just hold up better and they weren't made to be disposable. I mean, even take Home Alone, right? And take then take the Home Alone ripoffs. Like Baby's Day Out is fucking zany and wacky and slapstick to a very ridiculous to the point where even me at that young age who loved Home Alone and wanted to see any Home Alone ripoff was like, I remember, I have a very vivid memory of that being the first movie that I ever got taken to the theaters to see and went, oh, movies can be bad. I didn't know that. Oh. Um, and it's because, was, like... Was that the movie that did it for that you? That was the movie that did it. I have a very mm. vivid memory of that. Um, and so, yeah, like, I think the stuff that is that has that sugar-high pacing and stuff like that is just not stuff that uh, holds up to anyone who is, you know, not a toddler. I wish that they would have just actually killed Dasher, and it would have been a gory scene, and they would have <sighs> walked in, and there would just been blood fucking everywhere, like, guts out, Dasher's dead. Like, not that, like, he, like, got mildly punched by the saber-toothed tiger and will and of course mrs claus and the elves will heal him eventually but like i wish they would have like mauled dash well so have you watched because i have not seen but there was like last year there was that uh david harbour violent santa movie called violent night there is this year the john woo joel kinnaman action christmas movie silent night like yeah. there are silent knife no silent night i think i just i just wanted to watch a movie i think it was called oh holy knife or silent knife it's one oh, of it's these. a it's it a wonderful really knife good. it's a wonderful knife yes that's what you want though right you want these like weird kind of fucked up dark santa stories i want silent That'd Knife. Be really Night. fun i had high hopes for about 45 seconds okay the sequel <laughs> pulling a home alone 2 lost in new york and just kind of doing the same movie in a different setting i think would have been fine and I think it would have been an interesting swap to put Santa as the fish out of water and make him get stuck on a tropical island for Christmas. Oh. I thought that's where we were going. Because there is something, when you've grown up in the Northeast, um, I had a diehard Christmas last year. I flew out to L.A. on Christmas night and spent um, spent the holiday with my girlfriend's family. December 26th, I was sitting by an, an open in-ground pool, and it felt insane seeing palm trees with christmas lights seeing a santa out felt like they were stealing war on christmas valor like it was just it was wild and so there is something weird to me as a uh elitist uh northeastern um uh, northeasterner who was like there is like putting santa in in that environment would be interesting and then no we could only afford to have uh this set for uh, like half a day for as long as we could have tyrese so what I think is also kind of funny about, like, trying to put him in other places that aren't the North Pole is they send him to that airport. They're like, Christmas, where can we, where's Christmas morale the lowest has ever been? It's like an airport in 1990. Boston. Boston. I mean, fair. Specifically. But I, I think it's just very funny. They're like, that Christopher Columbus is, or Chris Columbus is like, can we just do Home Alone again? Like, airport yes. 1990? He really did. Yes, it was 100%. It? You guys like yep. that movie, right? Like, what if we remix it? Did you notice the straight up match cut that is a reference to Home Alone? And I don't think I'm thinking the, the, too deep Yeah, the into woman this. at the counter and the and the and and the band sitting there like I thought so there that part. is that, but also it hard cuts to them watching the every time uh, a bell rings an angel gets its wings it's scene life, in a wonderful yeah. life dubbed in Elvish. Mm-hmm. They do that in Home Alone when they cut to the McAllisters in France. It's dubbed in French at that exact scene. So they, he also, he puts it like they're also watching that in Gremlins. Like I think every Christmas movie he writes, he's only seen one Christmas movie. He puts that in there. Like that's like his like he sucks. Movie. He discovered America. <laughs> Look, as an as a as a full pasta blooded Italian, uh, that that man does not represent us. What did you think Which of one? the both, both. song? <laughs> yeah. The song and dance duet between Darlene Love and Kurt Russell, though. Like, I like I like Kurt Russell as a song and dance man. I wasn't expecting that to be. I mean, he, I know he played Elvis in Elvis. I wasn't expecting it, but he's good. He's fucking, he's good. Kurt Russell's the best part of this whole movie. I love the, I love the dance number. I hate musical numbers. I hate musicals. I hate Christmas movies. And I was like, that's kind of fun and silly. They did some backflips. Yeah, it was nice to see it. another uh, Christmas movie uh, alumnus in uh, in Darlene Love as the uh, mom from all of the uh, or Danny Glover's wife in all of the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it was. She was a nice little cameo. Um, but I thought that whole sequence was not not the not necessarily the song and dance sequence. I thought the whole airport sequence was absolutely batshit. In a, in like a fun way at all, no, or just completely bad? No, 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 no. I like the money thing. The money thing actually did crack me up because I was like, oh, they're not going to know this fucking money. 
the whole i mean are do we need to go plot for plot here this movie's insane nope. okay so no one's gonna understand this movie and that about puts you on the same plane as us well, watching I know that it jason rainey watched and didn't like it i was like looking at some people who who follow us on letterboxd and yeah yeah he didn't like this movie meeting the dad at that age is as soon as she met him i knew that that's what they were doing of course and it's yeah, absolutely just there's no there's no actual emotion to meeting her nope I mean, they they could have pulled it back to the future here. They could have had like a, a brief crush and the, That's brother, what I the wanted. brother could have started disappearing from a picture or something. No, no. I wanted them to make out. That's what I wanted. Ooh. Well, so and then also, she'd be like, ooh, my dad. Like what's funny is that like funny in, in, in a way that like is frustrating. Like the only thing this girl wants. So for reference, if you have not seen this movie, like 13 year old Katie Cat. In, in the first movie, she's trying to grieve her the loss of her dead dad, right? And like literally, the only thing this character wants in either movie is to say goodbye to her dad. And then, like Chris is saying, she does, and it's like so. Flat. Well, she meets him at the airport, and she notices his Swiss Army knife that's engraved. Yep. And she goes, "Are you blah 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 from Lowell, Massachusetts?" He goes, "How do you know my name? I didn't tell you that." She goes, "Bye, Dad. I mean, Doug." And like that's closure for her. And Santa's like, we got to get the fuck out of here, dude. And he's, she's like, okay. And that's it. I mean, we could have even had a moment of like, hey, dad, on a, you know, December 16th, uh, 2018, don't get in that car uh, at 9 yes. p.m. She comes back and then her dad's there and Tyrese is like, like the, the bartender at the resort or something like yeah. that. He was, he's driving the shuttle bus for them. Once again, do you literally know, anything cool. with the plot points that you set up. Yep. Basic yeah. storytelling 101, but again, we just we just want to smoke meth and look at minions. That's what we wanted to. <laughs> the the setting I think hurt the movie quite a bit. I think setting it in Santa's village or workshop um, or whatever. Mrs. Claus's village. Yeah, I, I again I think the part that makes Santa interesting in all of these uh, you know Christmas movies or even like Elf is a great example, right? You're you're taking the 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 happy uh, sugar rushed uh, mythical creature um, that everyone doesn't believe in and putting them in the real world. And that's like the kind of the interesting thing about that, but taking the kids and putting them in Santa's village for more than like, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. It's just, there's it no movie here. Glimmer. They just need to right. see it. Yeah. They they just need to see it. If, if you like try to expand on Santa's village, then you lose the magic of it. Like it's so much better of like the, like don't show the monster situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it just needs to be whatever you imagine it as. When you start putting boundaries on it, it's like, these are where they build the video games, and these are where they build the toy. You're like, okay, well, now it's not fun anymore, because I, I imagine something different. I liked seeing it back in the day when they showed, like, Bell Snickle becoming disenchanted by it, like, the different, like, what it once Fair. was. Absolutely. But we don't need to spend so much of the time there just in, like, around. Drawing Santa's yeah. village. Again, it's, and taking it's hard own. to not compare a Christmas movie to other Christmas movies. But like Elf again does that right. It it shows the the whimsy of it in that Rankin and Bass style for like fifteen minutes, and that's that's all you need. That's all you need. One thing, also two things we've been doing all lap. Number one, we've been looking at the crazy credits on IMDb. Chris, I don't know if you know crazy. Oh. Do you know crazy credits? Um, no. They are user submitted descriptions of things in the credits you might not otherwise suspect. Um, okay. Like, for instance, it came around because, like, an airplane, they credited Adolf Hitler as worst boy instead of best boy. And so people laughed about that uh-huh. and put that as a, a catalog in IMDb. There are none here, unfortunately, for us, or maybe fortunately. I don't know. Also, like, Netflix is just like a, as soon as the credits roll, it's like, boom, smash cut to what do you want to watch next, right? So, like, yes, they don't even, yes, they don't give a shit. Yes. Um, but the other thing we've been doing all lap long, because this is the planes, trains, but no automobiles lap, even though we did cover planes, trains, and automobiles, is we've been keeping track of the non-car vehicles. And I think for a movie that features a fair amount of travel, is there even a car in it? I don't know if we saw the shuttle bus, but they referenced the shuttle bus. They, the parents we get maybe on see a shuttle the bus shuttle in the bus. background, like she wants to go to the airport or whatever. But like in terms of just like a car... Because I have like five or six different vehicles. I don't even remember now seeing a car. Bell's Nickel drifts a golf cart. Well, golf cart I have for sure. Golf cart I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah Joe, what I do you have, have non-car vehicles? Golf cart? Yep. Sleigh? Yep. Um, shuttle bus question mark? Sure. Elf scooters. Ooh, okay. Hmm. The elves have scooters at one point sure. when they show you Santa's village. Um, And commercial airplane. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? 
Uh, oh, the Elf drone mm. that Bell's Nickel has at the end, if you want to consider that a vehicle, but nobody's in it. He's manning an unmanned drone. Well, at the very end, they parachute down, parachute unclear. Uh, whether yeah. Parachute, But yes, also, yeah, as we're cool. watching them walk to the resort where she's like, Tyrese, I actually love you. You're good for my mom. Uh, people carrying surfboards in the background, too. Carrying surfboards, not using. And surfboard is a contention. Chris, what, what is a surfboard a vehicle? That's an interesting question. That's um, so. Usually, here's let's start. Let's start a little bit lower. Is a bicycle a vehicle? Yes. Is a skateboard, skateboard. vehicle? God, I feel. Mm, what an interesting question. While he ponders that, I also have the only other one I have is Bell Snickles has Bell Snickle has a sleigh as well. Like it's also a sleigh, but he's got like a sleigh. A more sleigh. I counted sleigh. both as. Sleigh. I want to yeah. say no, but here's the thing: skateboard. You say no because at least a bike has like chains, and there is there is some sort of. Uh, like physics involved that isn't just like you push self-propelling your foot self-propelling i feel like is the thing that makes it not a vehicle however what do you call it if not a vehicle exactly a method of transport yeah i don't know like this is something that like we're like oh we got it we'll just do all the non-vehicles and then like chris chris is a horse a vehicle yes but don't say that in front of them is if joe gives in you front a, of horses yes, if joe gives Very you a offensive. piggyback ride is joe a vehicle Ooh. We've had piggyback rides and we've we've questioned it. Like in RRR, there's a piggyback ride and Joe's like, you know, he's a vehicle. It's getting dangerously close to is a hot dog a sandwich. Which it is. That's that's the whole that's the whole well, what's, what's funny is that like Joe and I like both did not look it up, had like the same exact idea of like basically everything's a vehicle, and we got such blowback from everyone across the board, like that's not a vehicle. That's not a vehicle. Your definition's insane. And we're like, hmm, I don't know. I think we're right. Well, you know it's definitely a vehicle, <laughs> and I will uh this is the hill I will Why? die on. Uh, I, I will Why? no longer die on the hill of that Tokyo Drift is not very good since there's been worse, uh, worse Fast and the Furious movies since I've been on that episode. Um, <laughs> I will die on the hill that uh, – and please send all of your emails to uh, I don't give a shit at gmail.com. Uh, wheelies are absolutely a vehicle. Heelies? Yeah. Oh, like the like, like like the shoes that have the little wheels in them. See, but that doesn't have a chain. You were you were conf- you were also confused a vehicle. By no, the you skateboard. guys you guys won me to my side. Uh, to okay. Your side. Also, a uh, tech deck vehicle. With your finger skateboard, finger Absolutely. skateboards are a, a vehicle? very small vehicle. What about soap shoes? Remember soap shoes? Uh, I do. Um, you know what? Vehicle. Sweet, sweet, Joe. Do you remember soap shoes? Yeah, fucking a, I do. They were sick as fuck. Your I legs? didn't have any. If, if people out there listening don't remember soap shoes, soap shoes were kind of shoe that had like, like in the a side, hard plastic, yeah, middle arch that basically kids would grind on like hallway features, yeah, yeah. like little like the little raising on the side of like a school hallway, like you would like. Do they still make them? That's like the sickest fucking thing. That. I should ask for soap shoes for Christmas. You know. God, I would just be just grinding everywhere. I would break my ankle in like three seconds. Is is an RC car a vehicle? Well, so we I don't know. we are of the mind that like it needs to be able to transport a thing, a person. A, well, a person mm. or like a thing, like like a living thing. So like if you put like a little mouse on a on a tech deck, sure, that's adorable. Like the squirrel on the water skis. We've been close to being convinced that like a parachute or a paraglider, like a hang glider, like things that you can't like go up are not a vehicle <laughs> like if you're just being governed by the wind it might not be but i think hang glider yes parachute questionable i think it's just fun to uh to know that there are people who get mad at you for your definition of vehicle uh when language is a, a fluid and uh ever-evolving social construct Chris, you want uh, which podcast. is why you know people get mad at us for everything yeah <laughs> that's why i will say things uh like uh actually um, a paper plane is a vehicle because someone out there is red and nude in their car right now, and that makes me really happy. That's my Christmas miracle. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. I have a question for you guys. What do you think Dominic Toretto's favorite Christmas movie is? Ooh, I like that question a lot. Because I could go many ways with this, and I was like, I don't have a definitive answer. I could be swayed so many ways, but I have a thought. I think he might have been loves... like the patient zero of Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Mm, I think he loves Elf. I don't Elf. think so. I think he loves Elf. Elf was on my list. I could definitely see a Dom Toretto like, like him we have to watch giggling. Elf. I think he also likes the classics. I think he probably like a Bing Cross, like a White Christmas, like a I a hundred that was my other thing. I can think that he's like, look, my like your grandfather showed me a white Christmas. 
seven, 17 years ago. <laughs> it's like with their fucked up math. <laughs> when I was four years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dominic Toretto will admit uh, openly because he is not uh, he does not abide by toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. He will openly admit that he cries at the end of Frosty the Snowman every year. Hmm. I think so. But but also but also the cross is such a big part of it. I think there has to be a lot of Jesus in the Christmas movies that he likes too. Oh man, is he one of these guys that watches the Ten Commandments every Christmas? Maybe Ooh. that's that's what I'm asking. I don't love like, that. Maybe it's like a teaching moment about his religious beliefs. How many times do you think Dom saw Passion of the Christ in theaters? I just don't get that vibe from him. Once. I think he went once, but he also made out Wait, with So Woody that movie in came the out, theater. what, 2004? So he, w- well, yeah. so 2004, like, in, in the retrofitting of the timeline means it's the first movie. So he's not really wanted yet. I think he saw it once. I think he kissed Letty during it. And Oof. he was like, what? That's such a weird movie to make out to. When they're dressed list. like that. Yeah. Okay. Fair. What do you think of the uh, young Kurt Russell as St. Nick in Turkey flashback that we got? I think he looked oddly like Hagrid, and I was thrown off considering that um, Columbo uh, directed the first two Harry Potters. The Just for Men beard uh, was very, uh, very Hagrid, and the the big robe. I missed the the point three milliseconds of that. Can you explain what happened in that scene? So when when Mrs. (laughs) Claus is reading the titular Christmas Chronicles... Yes. To the young boy, so he falls asleep. Yes, 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 yes. She's telling a story about how back, like, seven, he's been around for, he's been Santa for 1,700 years. I remember Saint, that, yes. St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he was, like, in, in Atlanta, because, like, they're also, like, prefacing this as Santa and Katie fly to Turkey with Belsnickel, trying to beat Belsnickel there or whatever, um, and they're just showing him, like, leaving toys and stuff, and, like, you know, walking around Turkey, but, like, he looks like Kurt Russell, but just, like, with, like, you know, dark brown can I ask you a question? How did they have to recharge the star? Because I don't remember that either. It was Why? just a, a nuke from the sky with yeah. no explanation. So, so there was a star. It got because like they were like they're like we have to get to the star before he does, and then it's just like then they're in Turkey. The little the little Gandalf elf uh, had his crew forge one in like eight seconds. Okay, that I think he even sense, said fire up the forge or something like that, and then Santa just held it up in the air. And, yes, uh, no, I remember that. No, it. I'm saying like why did this? Why there was the first star. Oh, and then well, all of a sudden they're in Turkey. There was the first star, and all of a sudden they're in. I, well, I think the implication was that was the star that guided the wise men. To but Jesus. but they didn't explain. There was like there was there was like the star that was at the top of the thing. They're going to like he he goes and takes it, and then they're like we have to remake it. I was like, what the fuck did I miss? Oh, it it got blown up in the uh, the force duel between the two. It was the exact same scene as okay. when in Star Wars when they're fighting over the lightsaber and it splits in half. That exact thing happened. Okay, they just shattered it. Yep, just shattered it. Okay, that's that makes sense. Cool. You got it. I know this movie is very complicated. You write one note down, and I look up, and we're in like fucking Turkey. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck did I just miss? This so. movie is exactly like Mulholland Drive, where you have to watch it a bunch of times before you really <laughs> understand it. One thing that this movie actually did remind me of that was Fast and Furious related because of the cookies that they do everything is in Spy Racers. Remember, they have the gum. Spy Racers. That has like every, they have all this different spy gum that has every different use. Chris doesn't know this, but he was going to love this one. So they, they established that there's spy gum that they can make do anything you want if you use the gum. And they never use the They gum. maybe do one thing with it. And so they're here like, they're like these <laughs> cookies do everything. And the only thing we ever see the cookies do is blow stuff up. Did anyone yeah. else get a little um, mad for no reason uh, at the fact that she pulled out a tray with three different shaped cookies on it and then only gave him two of them? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was, was very like, What does the Christmas racer. tree do? I wanted to know. I thought she was going to be like, here, take all of these. He's going to have to use all six, yeah. eight of these cookies. He did not. He absolutely didn't. He just didn't fucking matter. Nope. The Christmas magic was inside of him all along. The only ones that it, that worked were the exploding ones, the courage one. Fake out. Just okay. gotcha. I will I will cop to getting one chuckle out of this movie. It was not the, the airport scene like yours was. Uh, it was when they th- he throws the gingerbread man and the gingerbread man screams. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I actually yeah, got, yeah. I got, I got, yeah. I got a, I got a, a, a sensible chuckle out of that. But that's but isn't the gingerbread man just from what's the what's the cartoon that had the gingerbread Shrek. man in it that screamed scream yes there you go it was the same shit to me American that one, classic like, Shrek 
That's R.P. Smash Mouth. That's our swamp. Do you know the Shrek video, Chris? This seems like something like, this is my swamp. It's not Ogre. It's never Ogre. The one where, like, the the Shrek, it's like the animated Shrek you know, much, story much, from 4chan that's just about like you B having movie, sex with Shrek. Much like the B-movie memes, I sort of missed the whole, um, like, early 2010s um, Shrek as a meme movement. Before that, there was, like, this 4chan story about, like, Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Like, you Oh, I've heard that, yes. Yes, yeah, like, the cartoon animated of it is probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. You know, and I've never... reference a lot. I've never seen a Shrek movie all the way through. I mean, neither. Probably for the best. I yeah, still haven't, either. still happy. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Um, do either of you have any more thoughts about The Christmas Chronicles Part 2? God, I just wanted... Um, the movie I wanted at the end of the first one that I referenced, the, the movie in my head that I referenced was just like a wholesome yet horny uh mrs mr and mrs claus having like a a fun adventure as fish out of water um similar to the first one but not identical um and i i didn't get that and um i have uh there's a disappointment that i will forget the moment we stop recording this podcast i really liked that when the children were like can we sleep over santa he's like nah i like kids from afar not like in my house and his apprehension and disdain for them trying to like force their way to spend a night in santa's village was pretty reassuring i was like that's that's probably my favorite my favorite iteration of santa is one that like likes children but just just from a distance like i will give you presents but like i don't want to be your friend don't stay at my house go away you have parents leave me yeah, alone they've the, the clauses have always been that cool uncle uh, you yeah. know, like the, the dink kind of double income, no kids kind of. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, people who are like they're your, your they're your favorite uncle, especially around the holidays. Um, like you get the coolest toys. They they do a couple of things that maybe your parents wouldn't approve of. Um, and I just I just wanted I wanted more of that. Uh, and you know, it was lovely to have some Goldie, uh, but uh, not enough and uh, too much. Give me more Goldie. Uh, too much um, sugar rush Fortnite uh, raised on Minecraft whimsy. That I just found intolerable because I'm uh, I'm close to the grave. Well, let's watch the two minute and forty seven second long trailer. As f- though how? the one hour and fifty eight minute movie was not enough, we are no. going to watch the Christmas also, that Chronicles way too fucking long. Two starring yeah. too Kurt long. Russell and Goldie Hawn official trailer Netflix posted by Netflix three years ago. Two point three million views. Top comment. Love that Goldie and Russell are bringing their Goldie and Russell. Are bringing That's... their chemistry to the screen. That was my post. <laughs> All right. Are you guys Wait, ready you... to watch this? I kind of bummed that Teddy's not in it much. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, whatever. It was that's that? The, that's the brother. the brother. That's, yeah, that's Teddy. I'm, oh, okay. I'm assuming just by the context clues. Do you think that that, do you think they just wrote that kid out because he also had a scheduling, uh, like, conflict? Or do you think they just, they just, Columbo was just like, this is a movie for babies. I think it's Netflix was like, we give you one day with the kid because he wants paid too much and you kind of need him. Mm. So you got what you got. I also think that like they probably, for I think a good reason, said we can't rehash the same the first movie again. We need to try something new. I'm with Chris though. Give me the same movie again. Just fucking do it in Mexico. I'd have been happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready whenever you are. All buddy. right, three, two, one, play. You're on hallowed ground here. You're about to witness something. Are reindeer vehicles? Absolutely. Or uh, if you are riding them. That's yeah. That's what I was. If 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 you're riding them, yes. They are pulling your car. They are a source of power. Big deal. They are essentially the an engine. The sleigh is the vehicle. They are an engine. Yeah. yeah. Kurt Russell, good lord, what a graceful ager. Yeah, he looks the same Beautiful for man. like 20 years. Beautiful man. That could be McCready, and I would just be like, yeah, totally. I was also like, every elf, I'm like, is this a voice actor I know? And no. Also, Goldie also aged fucking wonderfully. Yeah. She looks great, too. I like that he just took them to fucking Diagon Alley, by the way. 
Another, yeah, more Columbo just uh, biting off his uh, old hits. Yeah. What is that? That is the Christmas star. Created by the forest elves in 312 Why the fuck do we have forest elves? Shouldn't they all be in Santa's village? It's like a day before Christmas. Like, don't you, like, round everybody up? I feel like by that point, you're like, you know what? We did the best we could. There's nothing more. Just go home. Uh-oh. Forever? Like, I do wonder... You know, like, this trailer has 2.3 million views on YouTube. But, like, who's watching it's this children trailer? on meth. Children on meth. Like, don't you know, based on just everything and, about and it, whether you're going to watch it or not? Isn't this child, isn't this child just, like, a younger version of the kid from Stranger Things? It's it's just, like, his little brother. Oh, that's a, yeah, okay. They look identical. This also does feel like it suffered from the marvelization of it. Like, what if the kid had a power glove? Yeah, agreed. Why are there cannons in Santa's village? What do they use them for that's not to drug the elves? Fireworks? But cannons? I don't know, man. They're magic cannons. Defense, man. There's a war on Christmas. <laughs> oh, God, yes. There's a does war anyone, on Christmas. <laughs> does anybody... Wait, what did Chris say? <laughs> he, said, he said the cannons are for defense. There's a war on Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> Um, hot take here, and this this maybe is going to get you guys some more hate. Um, I think we've done enough for hate. Like no, no. we've, you can't get worse. So go ahead. Who actually kind of like candy corn? Who actually likes candy canes? I love candy canes. Candy canes are me. the thing you get and throw away. I know. Like you have like three licks, and you're like, yeah, no, I like a candy cane. I like peppermint. Really? I like peppermint. Yeah. I love I love peppermint like mints. I love no. I'm a big peppermint guy. I will say I, that I, I, I do. do. Your your anti candy cane or anti candy corn. Take is correct. I hate that stuff. I agree. But they suck. They're just wax. I'd rather have a candy corn shit. than a candy cane. What? Yeah. No, no. Candy canes are fine. Candy canes are absolutely fine. Something... And now you got like Starburst flavor and fuck it. They, there's been a no, lot. Of, I don't I've, me, I've been talking don't a lot about. Now. Don't give me I a sweet buy. candy cane. I've been talking a lot about candy innovations. And since I have not been eating sugar, there's been many other advancements that I'm disappointed well, in myself. Were you talking about in. Starburst candy corn or Starburst candy canes? Well, they make both, but the candy canes are pretty good. They make, like, Starburst-flavored candy. You can buy, like, sick-ass candy canes now. So, like, Mr. Chris, if you don't like peppermint candy canes, they make all kinds of flavor. It's just fucking hard what candy, What I love doing as a kid. Jolly Rancher flavor? Was, like, trying to figure out how, like, how much you'd have to eat of the candy cane before you could fit the whole thing, like horizontally in your mouth like from cheek to cheek oh yeah I did you ever did times. you ever sharpen the end mm. and make a shank with it that's a real oh yeah, but i didn't stab best. anybody you you as you were talking about that you you gestured like stabbing someone like i didn't stab anybody before. i was i was imagining stabbing so i've never i've never or like you ever go to like cane. a like a disney world and you get like the big ass like lot like the huge like the you know circle around the one that's a circle that's a neon color no 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 Those no no, no, no. Like, a, like a long like a long straight like either candy cane or candy cane style thing that like just takes like weeks to eat no i remember the like shitty ones that looked like it was like one rope that like started in the middle and spirals out and they were like neon colors and they always just taste like ass it's like citrus flavored ass they're really gross hate those not a good candy but we've come a long way i've got a i've got a an elevator pitch here you you just like you sparked some genius in my head okay Um, because we said before we want to bring back um Holiday horror, right? Uh-huh. Um, uh, Jason Bloom, I know you're listening. The Candy Cane Man. It is the Candy Man, but he's got a sharpened candy cane as his hook hand. Uh, and oh. he, he goes around fucking up people who are naughty on Christmas. I think that I, I want it, but I also want it to be like uh, like the icicle murders. Like it's the perfect murder because there is no weapon. <laughs> you know, like I want the like candy cane to like to melt in them. So it's like they were stabbed, but we can't find a murder weapon. Just all of this peppermint flavoring. I feel like we're getting dangerously close to that Jack Frost movie at this point. Mm, Probably. I bet there were a lot of kids who accidentally rented the horror Jack Frost, thinking it was the Michael Keaton is a snowman Jack Frost movie. Probably fucked up a lot of kids. 
I hope so. That would be awesome. That would be my. If you've had that happen to you, please write into family at cageclub.me and and tell us how that ruined your childhood. Mm-hmm. So the letterbox game for reference sake, Mad Max. We haven't done this in a while. Mad Max Fury Road has been seen by 1.6 million people. The Christmas Chronicles Part Two. Two. Directed by Columbo, as Chris has been calling him, starring Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, and Darby Camp, has been seen by how many people? Well, the trailer's been seen by 2.3 million. Yes. Do you think that all of them went and watched the Christmas No, Chronicle? children on meth. You, can, you, cannot, you cannot judge anything by something that children watch on YouTube. Have you ever seen, like, the most popular videos on YouTube? Is that They're like Elsa like, and Spider-Man? It's like Elsa and Spider-Man fighting yeah. SpongeBob and then, like, making out. It's so weird. Yes, I don't even exactly. know what a Mr. Beast is. I do, sadly. So this it's not how many people have seen the Christmas Chronicles. It's how logged many people it have on Letterbox. Logged it on Letterbox. Well, I am one of them. Those people. Um, so how many? How many of us are there? Um, I'm gonna say uh, if there was 2.3 million views, I'm gonna say there was 2,300 people who have logged it on Letterbox because I bet there's a lot of Letterbox nerds. 2,300. So yes, because two... I think there's a lot of Letterbox nerds who may have seen it but will absolutely not log that kind of shit. I, I I was gonna go closer to thirty four thousand because I think there's a lot of people around our age that have, that have kids that just love logging shit on Letterboxd. So I think it would be a little bit higher, not super high, because it's it is a children's movie and hopefully children aren't on Letterboxd. But I, I'm gonna go thirty four thousand. You're both too low. No kidding. Yeah. Um, and also, I've seen the scores for the Taylor Swift movie. There's definitely children on Letterboxd. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm that shit too, but you know. More hate mail for you guys. How can Enjoy. you watch the Eras Tour and not give it five stars? Because I need to bring balance to the world. Chris, give it one half star. I'm totally fine with Tay, but some fucking balance needs to be restored to the universe, folks. Yep. One like. Good job. That, that had like 4.8 on Letterboxd, which is insane. It was fine. It was fine. She's fun. I like Taylor. Um, okay. So, fascinating question. So, we were both too low at. 34,000, yes. which was the high guest. Wow. I thought you were going to say like 100,000. Like that's where I thought you yeah, were going to Yeah, you know, I thought you, I saw you said 200, 230,000. That's why I was like 2,300. I guess 20, I just don't have a good point of reference for the low end of Letterboxd. Because like 1.7 million for Fury Road. Okay. Um, all right. The low so, end like Miracle Mile that we watched was like. Well, what, we've like seen people. 45? We've seen movies that have like 23 people at a time. Mm. Yeah, like, and, a couple of and like movies. a low, a low movie is like two thousand. That's like low. Yeah, I've logged a few horror movies where like everyone who has logged it could get into a mimosa brunch, and it would not be that expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we got to go higher. I mean, I'll stick with uh, uh, my my number uh, as as Jim Carrey would the number twenty three, and I'll say two hundred thirty thousand. Okay, I'm gonna go fifty eight thousand. Now you're both too high. Okay. Oh wow! So I, I'm just gonna yield. Yeah, he, he's the one who found the bookend, so I will just yield to him. I'm not good at this game. Forty, forty-six, forty-six, forty-seven, seven fifty-nine, forty-seven thousand seven fifty-nine. Average. I wasn't that two point far off on the first rip. Most common a three, then a two, then a two and a half. How many out of those forty-eight thousand have it in their oh. top four favorite films of all time? I we're so dildoed because it's Christmas. No, we're so dildoed because it's Christmas, dude. Like it, like people might have changed it into it. It's greater than it's greater than zero. No, there's, I, there's I, definitely a couple. I'm gonna say two. Uh, because nah, Chris Columbo and his mom have letterbox accounts, so two. Chris Chris Columbo's mom has two letterbox accounts, and she logged it twice. Um, I'm gonna say, oh, fuck me, uh. 59. Somewhere between 2 and 59. Okay. So I'm, I'm in the game now. 36? 36? 12. Somewhere between 2 and 12. One more guess. 24. Last guess. No, between 2 and That's 12. That's not how math works. Oh, 2 and 12. Yeah, sorry. I yeah, 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I thought you. I thought Chris brought up the bottom end. Between 2 and 12, 6. I don't know. Uh, let me say lucky number 11. 10. 10 people. Uh, before we get to those... This movie is his 12th most popular film on Letterboxd. That Kurt, is directed. Kurt Russell? Colum- no, Columbo. Oh, Columbo. Yeah, that checks out. Can you? How many can you name of the top 11? Um, Four of them Harry are Potters. Very Harry yeah. Potter's, well, Home Alone. I would say six of them are very easy. Okay, so um, two Harry Potter's, two Home Alone's are the top four. Two Home Alone's, Mrs. Doubtfire. Number five. Yeah. 
I stopped there. This is this is, Chris. I I passed the torch, my brother. Go ahead. Did he direct nine months? He did, but that's below in popularity. Oh, I'm surprised. He's directed seventeen, and that's his fourteenth most popular. Boy, uh, I avoid him like the plague. Um, I will say there's one other one that's that's quite good. He didn't know. Joey mentioned another one at the um, beginning of the episode that I don't remember. No. You said like no. I said Harry the guy Potter's the guy, he was Home wrote Alone. Him, he wrote Gremlins. He didn't direct Gremlins. Yeah. He oh, that's Gremlins. right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. He can't okay. do both. He can't. He can't juggle. He can do one or the other. Uh, he needs someone to write a script for him, and then his movies are not uh, atrocious. Movies I have not seen: Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. He did the adaptation of Rent. Oh yeah, he, he did. did Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. Yeah, he did. He did Stepmom with Julia Roberts. I did not know oh. that. The movies that, that I have though. seen, below Christmas Chronicles 2 is I Love You, Beth Cooper. Above oh. it is Pixels, the Adam Sandler film Pixels. Joey's favorite oh, movie. That should send that's you to Joey's movie favorite movie. But the one other Joey loved Pixels. Good Everybody movie. tell Joey like, how much he loves Pixels. Give me one actor in it. It's from the 80s. Okay. Features a young Keith Coogan. Who the fuck's Keith Coogan? Keith Coogan from Don't Tell Mom the Baby. Oh, Keith Coogan is only notable because he he's Kate Hudson's like favorite actor. That's not actually helpful. Do you guys do you guys do you guys notice that Joey plays this game very differently? No, 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 no. I, I thought, knows the see, actors. In, in, no, in my head, <laughs> he in gave my Chris head, like a good act. In my head, Keith Coogan was like a clue, but it's because Kate Hudson loves Keith Coogan. So like on Brian's podcast, every time he comes up, it's like a she thing. Just goes and off. so I was like, oh, that's a guy that people know. All right, wait, let me just Google, let me just, uh, again, great No, it's not going to uh, help. I will say content. Bradley Whitford is in here as the lead's boyfriend. The Bradley lead is, Cooper? The lead actor, the only one that's actually going to help you here, is Elizabeth Shue. 80s movie Elizabeth Shue, directed by Columbo. Is she in Adventures in Babysitting? Adventures in Babysitting. Okay. There you go. I'm going to guess he didn't write and direct it. Um, again, I don't, like, hate Columbo. I just think he really is bad at at doing both. I think he thinks he can do both because he's bros with steven spielberg but uh he is uh, i've met steven spielberg and he is no steven spielberg you've met, met steven, steven spielberg, spielberg? now i'm doing the jfk quote all right so we're going to so i found so squanto lang gave it 10 out of 10 wrote 10 out of 10 it's only 5 out of 5 a pierce always sees through squanto's top four are la la land whiplash tick tick boom and christmas chronicles 2 it's just like chazelle 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 this movie which i thought was pretty funny but we're gonna actually whiplash play indeed we're gonna play K-A-C-P-E-R-O-K, Kasparok, reviewed cool. this December 1st, 2020. They said, I've never seen anything better. Five stars. Have, this was their first movie? Kasparok's number How do they have three other movies in their top four? Of all time is The Christmas Chronicles 2. Two. Maybe he's got like Part the mem- two. Maybe he's got like the memento or like the 51st States thing where he just like immediately forgets things after he I experiences will say, them. Two of this person's other top four are on meth are as well. Are 70s horror films that are considered some of the best movies of all time. Halloween? Uh-huh. And? Black Christmas? Nope. Better. Uh, I mean, I thought I mean, maybe Black Christmas, I lo- a big I Christmas love, guy. Not, not about Christmas. Love, I love Black Christmas, the original. Body Snatchers? Nope. Other best movie of all time. Oh, Jaws? Thank you for saying it's a horror movie, but no. <laughs> That was a big contentious point. This, one, this is also the start of a franchise. There's a jump scare with a severed head in Jaws. Ah, uh, don't get me. But I don't fucking think a Jaws is a horror movie. Jaws like it's, it's a, in the summer. It's in the sunshine. It's not a horror movie. I'm like, that's why it's playing. There's a monster. It's a monster movie, sure, but like horror. That's wild. So Halloween is Casper Rock's number two. Number four is from also from late '70s horror start of a franchise. Start of a franchise. One of the best. Friday um, the 13th. Yeah. Nope. No, that was 81, though, right? Um, Start of a franchise, not Nightmare. Oh, Tex Chainsaw. Nope. That's from the early 70s. Fuck. You're missing a very... I will say the sequel to this is not a horror movie. The sequel to this is an action movie. I, oh, I think I still we've had this one Texas before. Chainsaw. You use that cue. That clue. Sorry. Whoa, wait, wait. As, like, the horror head around these parts, this is going to bug me. Uh, Just cut out all of the dead air, because I need uh-uh. to... Nope. I need to actually you suffer. Cons- I need to talk through this. There's, there's only two genres franchise. on Letterboxd. One is horror. The other is non-pornographic movie. Science fiction. In Doc- regards to this movie? this movie, oh, Alien. Alien. Of course. Derp. And then Casbrock. So Casbrock, I've never seen anything better. 
has seen Halloween and Alien, but still not better than Christmas Chronicles 2. <laughs> Casbrock's number three, though, is a remake of a movie that is in our in our collective consciousness right now for a very similar reason. This remake, people do not like. Uh, is the similar reason Christmas? Nope. Home Alone. Oh, because yeah, I was going to go like Home nope, Alone. It has 3. nothing to do with horror. Nope, and not, and not just our collective consciousness, like society's collective consciousness right now. What did they just remake? Uh, uh, what? Wonka. Uh huh. Oh, What's the one that people Frank. hate? Call the oh, that one. Uh huh. What's it called? Yeah. What's it called? Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So Casparock's top four. The Christmas Chronicles. That's a wild ass top four, dude. Halloween, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Alien. That's that's wild. That Uh is. I I think that guy is playing Doctor Chris's top four to get some fucking heat. That's what he's playing right there. He's like, I've never seen anything better than Christmas Chronicles two. My four favorite movies are these, and you're like, oh, two great ones. Two, what the fuck were you thinking? That bro? really could be a shit post. Yeah. Wow. Big ups to that guy. Right in, please. Kasparok, shout out. They don't use it anymore. The only movies they ever actually logged <laughs> were, the, were the, the, the two Christmas Chronicles movies. So, you know, whatever. But okay. that's, a, that's a good top four. Good pick, Joey. Thank you. That was a very Look, good I only pick. had ten choices to choose from. Ten, ten options. And found the that was That was ten of ten. That was, that was maximum, maximum pick. Good job. So our next episode is going to be F9, I believe, unless we see Ferrari between now and then, but probably not. Go see Ferrari in theaters. It's out right now. As you hear this, go see Ferrari. Joe and I will talk about it very soon in on the main feed. We will. So we will. talk yeah. about that. But our next episode is F9 for sure. But Chris, thank you so much for joining us thank once again. Thank you, brother. And I will say there's no Christmas Chronicles. If they ever do a part three, you have to come back. But you are off the hook oh, for yeah. now because there is no part three. Also, Mike's gonna be like, "Ooh, should I do it for third times?" We're like, "Please don't." <laughs> well, I mean, look, we'll get Mike as... to join too. We'll get Mike to join too, but he cannot watch the first two. They can win me back. They can win me back. We, if what's they your pitch Corbo. for the third one? I think we probably did this at the end of the first one. Like, what's your pitch for the second one? What's your pitch for Christmas Chronicles Part Three? What's my pitch for the third one? If this is the Empire Strikes Back, the lowest point of the franchise, uh, what? Where do we go from here? Um, I think. We go with Kurt and Goldie. I was going to gloss Krampus. over that weird, wild take. <laughs> we go. With, we go with Kurt and Goldie fighting uh, Krampus. Do we for the, bring for the in future of Wyatt Russell, Kurt's kid, who's now playing the same character as him on the Godzilla show? No, I'm sticking with my original idea. Tyrese has to assume Santa Claus, possibly by eating him. That will be the best option. But Tyrese has to be Santa at the end of the third movie. I don't think every Santa has a Santa Claus. I think only Tim Allen's Santa has a Santa Claus. I, I think Tyrese needs to be Santa. Tyrese needs to be Santa. I think Tyrese needs to become Santa, but he gets Goldie too. That's what I think. Okay. If, if we're talking Santa Claus sequels, why don't we merge everything we've talked about? Why don't we bring back some Christmas horror? The Santa Claus 4 or 5, I don't know where we're at. Um... Well, there's, there's a second Pulse. season Jason gets of the Santa TV show gets... on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I did not throw the TV show. But how about, like, Jason gets Santa and then gets Santa Claus and then must uh, must kind of uh, wrestle with the fact that he could kill everybody, but he also needs to bring them joy. Wait, Jason who? Uh, Voorhees. Jason, yeah. Oh, Jason, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's merge. Let's merge all the concepts here into uh, a real uh, horrendous uh, mutant. So Jason Voorhees becomes Santa... Yes. And it has to be true to the fact that and he's he has, a serial and he's, killer, and but he's he also has to be Santa. internally torn yes. between murdering the children or giving them gifts. Mm-hmm. I don't hate and it. He can, That's again, actually a really good movie. That's go like very interesting. He can go after the naughty kids. Oh, he can become the, one of the Krampus uh, saber-toothed tigers? Little Silent Night, Deadly Night kind of themes here. Um, in all seriousness, I need to ask this since we are talking about Russell. A, a national treasure, uh-huh. to be honest. Um, shout out to Nick Cage. Who do you think has the stronger genetics as evidenced by their children? Kurt and Goldie or Uma and Ethan? Uma and Ethan. She looks just fucking like a combination of two of them. Are you talking about like who's giving more punishment or who has better looking kids? 
no, no. Who, no. He who, means like whose genetics have been passed down so strongly because they look exactly like their parents. I'm not good at that. Like that's not a question for me. But I think my yeah, my I hawk does look like mm-hmm. you know, like the perfect blend of the two of them. She looks like the middle stage of an animorphs cover between Uma. Yes, and Ethan. yes, I 100 percent agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I that was a great great example, and I don't think you can get better than that because yeah. like it in both. Like, in every shot, you're like, oh, yeah, those are her parents, 100%. But if you wanted to do the Christmas Chronicles minus one, that's the only way that I would uh, say let's get some Wyatt Russell in there if if he's playing a young Santa Claus. We already have Kurt as young Santa in this, you know what I mean? Like, And it looked like shit. Let's let's just go full hog here. Let's get let's get Kate and Wyatt to be to be the young versions. Oh, okay, fine. Fair. Look, Netflix is not above stunt casting. Okay, no. No. I also like that we just talked about Godzilla in multiple ways with the Christmas Chronicles minus one and also Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Um, our next episode is F9. As I said, shout out to Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, West Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato Di Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of Wolves, yep. Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Tara New One, Aaron Willows, and Natalie Absolute, Randy Carter, and jo- Josh Goularm, and Jessica Collins, aka Mon Montez. Thank you all for supporting us the $5 a month level or above. Chris, you have anything to plug? Is now no. and again coming back? Oh, yeah. Now and again, it'll be back uh, soon. Cool. Keep your, Oh, nice. Fun. That's not, that's not true. Absolutely not true. It's just going to be me monologuing for yeah. uh, like an hour and 45 minutes. I do think if your schedule allowed, you could do just the Carly Rae Jepsen, like the emotion minute, but for each of her albums. Fortunately, um, I went and did uh, something stupid. Uh, and I... Uh, Tried to help people. <laughs> Huge mistake. Never try to help people. Because you... it's really time consuming. Ooh. Yeah. Be selfish, guys. It's Christmas Christmas season. If there's one thing that's that what you I take would away in the Christmas you. season, yeah. Be selfish. Treat yourself. That's a very that's a very Joe Christmas motto. Well, be selfish. Stay home. Don't see your family. Uh watch any would... Christmas movie except the Christmas Chronicles too. Watch Christmas Chronicles one. Why not? One's fine. Yeah. We gotta figure out what we're doing next year, Joe. I, I just, I'm sure that because we did Noel, we did uh We'll find something. Collateral Beauty. We did these two. <laughs> anyway, for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on all the platforms. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at Too Fast, Too Forever.com, and our store at cageclub.me, slash shop. And come back next week for F9 to go see Ferrari in theaters. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Dr. Chris Podcast, who decided to go help people. And we will tell you all about it next Christmas. <laughs>